0: and taverns in, oh, in, in wow. mid-Michigan that nice. have that have taken the safe class. So we get um, real estate agents. Oh because they are time. alone uh, yes. in, in a house with somebody. Yeah. Welcome
1: to Wild Game Dynasties Podcast episode number 52. Thanks folks 52 times you've reached out to us, I think. Well maybe this is your first time or whatever. But we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to give us a give us a shot and share some information that's going to help you help your week help your month help your year help you maybe just a gold nugget on how to approach a hunting situation just a little bit better it might just be for sharing information for uh, general use uh, whatever it might be this week is no exception though we have a special guest. Episode number 52 is, might be one of our, our finest episodes. Our guest this week is Doug Young. Doug Young is part owner of a company called Ghostwriter Defense. As the name sort of implies, it is a company that offers training for self-defense. Self-defense of yourself and well, maybe not just yourself, but maybe your kids, your family. Maybe if you're an employer, a manager at a workplace and are concerned about some things and we talk about that, that we identify some issues in the podcast, and Doug expands on some areas that they have really gotten extremely busy. Unfortunately, it's because of certain things that have taken place in this society. And hey, it's a fast changing society. It's not what it was just a short time ago. We see things on TV or television or Listen to it on the radio, or maybe it's on the computer screen. The Texas uh, shooting at that place of worship that could have been so much worse. Obviously, uh, most of us have heard about that. Well, like Doug said, is that is brought to, to the attention of a lot of people, not just at places of worship, but at real estate agencies, at other places where their employees are, you know, by themselves out on the road, maybe making house calls, etc. But anyways, hey, without further ado, let's get into the podcast with Doug Young on Ghost Rider Defense. Doug Young. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Nice, Gary. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, well you invited me over to your house and <laughs> I thought, you know, you're gonna have a buffet meal for me and everything and uh,
0: Well, I could. Yeah, I know you I've got could. pork rinds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's probably as good as I get. <laughs> yeah. I could miss a few meals and it'd probably do me a lot better yeah, than that. Yeah, me too, buddy. More. Me too. But we're here for a much more important thing than that podcast for the listeners. We talked about this for some time. Mm-hmm. I know what your background, and it's pretty cool because uh, in my old background of law enforcement, yours military. We cross a lot of paths. Just you've taken a lot of your knowledge and, of course, your passion, combined it uh, with a couple of buddies and. You started something
0: that's really neat. Why don't you tell us? Yeah. We started Ghost Rider Defense, which is a business yep. to train um, not, in, not in just firearms, but mm-hmm. we train in a lot of other things, too, for uh, emergency first aid. We also train in uh, countering a mass shooting threat, Yeah. in houses of worship, in schools. Well, that's becoming really right on the front burner for so many places now. Yes. After the Texas thing happened, yeah. we, we've signed up six uh, houses of worship since then. So. Wow.
1: That's outstanding. Yeah. Exactly. I wanna, I don't want to say that it that surprises me it doesn't it doesn't but i you know 6 is a, is a higher number than i would have guessed right but i figured you know that this
0: is a growing need well they want to be proactive yes. and, and that's good yeah, you know absolutely. and that's that's just anybody with a cpl they want to be proactive they yeah. want to, they want to be a, ahead of the situation yeah. so but uh, yeah we we do a lot of those classes a cpl is our main thing we also do advanced combat pistol plat classes excuse me a lot of what we call um, Krab Maga, which is um, Israeli street fighting, yeah, and it's a really cool. We have a Krab Maga instructor um, on the books, and when we need those classes, we get him, and he comes and he teaches um, Krab Maga, and we get a lot of uh, parents that want their their kids going off to college to yeah. learn a lot about you know what's going on on campus. We have campus. Yeah. Campus and dorm security classes, what we do with our safe class, which includes a little bit of Krav Maga. So yeah. we, we've got a whole wide spectrum of a lot well, of things that we do. And we've got a lot of instructors, too, a lot of uh, very well-qualified instructors from military to police to to uh, just, you know, security. Yeah, so.
1: and I was just going to bring that up. I mean, it's not like uh, two guys plumbing type thing, and we can do it all. I mean, it's not like you got you and your buddy that you know reading
0: an article or two on how to do this. You're bringing it Experts into the fold. Absolutely, we and, wouldn't do it any other way because yeah. we, we want to make sure that the student gets uh, first of all their money's worth yeah. in in the knowledge when they leave there that they're they're that they've built the confidence yeah. to do whatever the training was for. Right, you know, and a lot of it comes you know with especially emergency first aid. Emergency first aid should come with everything. Yes, it should. Everything that you do. You know, and we teach that. We even teach our CPL students to carry a tourniquet with you, you know, yeah. because you never know when you're going to need it. We all carry tourniquets. Yeah. So we've got, like I said, we've got law enforcement. Yep. We've got five instructors, one crowd Maga instructor, and uh, multiple range officers that are at wow. the every class. So,
1: Wow. You guys, yeah, you guys have really, really put both feet into this. I have known you for quite some time. You know, we've talked about it for a long time, but you guys have just grown. But this hasn't just happened in the last handful of months, I mean, or even handful of years. I mean, this is in the making for quite a while with a lot of thought process going in. I mean, probably did
0: a needs assessment and kind of went from there. You know, what are the people asking for? Well, we, we did. We, uh, Mike Casper, uh, who who was the uh, original owner of Ghost Rider mm-hmm. Defense, and I was the original owner of Young Guns Tactical. Yeah. And, and, you know, we said, hey, listen, it's a lot. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress. To put on one of these classes by yourself. Yeah, we thought, you know, are we really doing this for the money? Because we have real jobs. Yeah, and he says, no, I, I just love doing it. And yeah. I said, so do I. I said, any money we make on this, so kind of be like for our ammo addiction yeah. that we, we yeah. like to shoot, you know, absolutely. And that's why we brought on other instructors too, because we want we want the full effect Indeed. from law enforcement. We've got a couple army veterans. Yeah, um, also that have been door kickers, um, you know, overseas. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and that that brings a whole different realm to what yeah. we're trying to do. And we don't sit there and tell war stories either. It's actually not allowed. You can relate a lot of the things mm-hmm. to what the students want to know,
1: and and most people want to hear how it applies. What's the application with that? And when you can talk about a situation, they vision that in their mind. And so many people are visionaries, anyways. They got to kind of picture it in their mind to you know believe in it. Sure. And you know their their eyes open up. And you can just see their brains are like a sponge. are soaking it up. And then they're ready to take the training in because this isn't just, you know, some storyboards and an overhead projector and pick up a a, a dummy laying on the floor and kick it around a couple of times, throw it sure. down.
0: Whoop! Well, you got your certificate. This is this is real stuff. Here. No, it's real stuff. And what we do is we've had so many students come to us and say they've taken the class somewhere else. And I'm not knocking anybody else that do classes but our range, our range time is, is um, in depth. We, we shut the lights off. And we do low-light shooting. Wow. We do uh, adrenal stress shooting. We, nice. we try to get the heart rate up. And, and, and it's fun. It is so much fun. And afterwards, they are so pumped up. We always tell our students, too, when we have a new shooter, we always tell the students, listen, we need to back the shooter up. We need to encourage this shooter because yep. they're a little terrified right now. They've never been around yep. firearms before, and it works out so good. The students just come around, and they and they talk, you know, yep. they talk to the shooter, and they say, you're doing great, and this yeah. and that, and at the end, it's just a, a standing ovation for that wow. shooter, nice. and their confidence level just goes through the roof. Wow, that's, that's, that's
1: when you know the person, you know, is on the buy-in on this. Sure. And they showed up, and they signed up for this class, because they know they want that training. Exactly. But, uh, you know, they're in a room with a lot of other people, and they kind of look around, and, you know, maybe they're a little reserved, and, and so, you know, they, they get, yeah, they get intimidated, get withdrawn and nobody's intending to do that, but uh, hey, they need uh, the group to kind of say,
0: Hey, we're here for the same reason you are. Let's yes. make it happen. Yes. And we, and like I said, we're not, we don't do it like military style where we're like drill instructors. We yeah. make it fun and, and they really, they really have a really good time with it. Nice. And so, you know, some of the people that have never been around firearms before or any kind of training before when it comes to this, these things, like we try to get everybody to encourage them. Yeah. To, to uh, you know to get comfortable with it and that's the main goal. Yeah. Once absolutely. they're comfortable with it, their skill level goes right up. How many different types of classes,
1: if you're aware, I mean, and, and some of them are firearms related, but some of them are hands-on as far as without without a service weapon, you know, without a firearm involved? Are they some of
0: self-defense and related where it's hand to hand combat? Absolutely. And we teach every student that that your empty-handed skills are the best thing you can use. Yes. Because most of the time, you're probably not going to be able to get to your firearm. Right. Okay. An altercation usually happens quickly, Mm -hmm. within an arm's reach, and very violent. Okay. So your empty-handed skills are the number one to either get out of that situation so you can get to your firearm. Yes. And knowing the empty-handed skills like Krav Maga is, is, I can't even tell you how important it is. Yeah. And anybody can do it. I mean, we had a lady take our safe class over at the American Legion. She flew in from Florida and I want to say she was like 78 years old, and she wanted to take it with her grandkids that were going off to college. Oh, wow. That's and pretty she, cool. I'll tell you what, she packed a punch. Um, <laughs> you know, Mike Casper was really wishing he would have wore his cup that day uh, because he was hurting. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, she good. Didn't, she didn't mess around, and she said she learned so much. And She, she took
1: it serious, didn't she? She, she, she took it very serious. You wow, know? which really uh, probably her grandkids were very proud and yeah and it, and it caused them to step up their game and exactly you, you know, everybody really needs to step up yeah we told them don't mess with granny <laughs> yeah you absolutely yeah. yeah and really too is it's like any type of training it's really ends up being a in this case when the training really is to save people's lives absolutely at the worst right. or at the best maybe i should say uh, if not you know great bodily harm sure but I look at it this way. And I always did when I was in law enforcement. I used to be, our, you know, our firearms instructor. This is an opportunity. De-escalate the situation. The more information you have, like you, you just, you just said something that's so important. As you know, hand to hand is much, you know, much more preferred than pulling a pistol every chance you get. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to do that. All of a sudden, the, you know, the threat escalation now has reached its ultimate. Sure. Understand through our training. When is the best time to reach for that firearm? Yes. But there may be opportunities leading up to it that you didn't have to and shouldn't have to. Right. And with proper training that you guys are offering, I mean, it just, you know, leads right into it. Of course, that's what
0: you're attempting to do. That's true. And what we do is we do the uh, Colonel Jeff Cooper. I don't know if you know who he is, but he, he way back in the day, he came up with the levels of awareness. Yes. Okay, and we teach that in the class, and, and we do you know, the, the red-yellow yeah. levels of awareness. Yeah, I am and, familiar now. That you, yes, yeah. and we teach that, uh, levels of awareness and, and situational awareness. Yes. The only way to really win a confrontation is what we teach our students is to not get in one. You know, walking walking around your everyday life with your head buried in your phone, you are not situationally aware. You no. are actually a target. Yeah. So we try to tell that in the class and we're all guilty of it. I get that. It's that type of world yeah. we live in. But we, we try to tell people you need to be more aware dark parking lots and things like that. Wow. Uh, sit, we call um, transitional spaces such as gas stations or party yeah. stores where people are coming and going all the time. Those are the most dangerous places to go. And we you know we, we cover all that in the classes too. So yeah.
1: so a, a big kudos, kudos to you guys bringing this into it, you know, that self-awareness, you know, try it to minimize yourself to become a target right sometimes you just don't know it and you couldn't have helped it right. it was going to happen no matter just about no matter what it was right. just you know the perfect storm but uh, but certainly don't paint that bullseye on your back like you say it by putting your nose in your phone and walking 200 yards from a to b my gosh i mean if, if it had a video on here said what is that person trying yeah. to do you know they're they're, a, they're asking for it right nobody will have to present themselves in a way of
0: not asking for it because none of us want that.
1: No, but, but that's the well, way society is
0: today. It is. And what we teach on that is we always tell people to take a snapshot of everybody's face that you see as you go through your life or yes. your daily routine, okay? If you go to the gas station and somebody is walking into the gas station with you, you look at them and you take a snapshot of their face, yep. okay? Don't lock eyes because that could be, you know, considered, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like a threat or something yep. like that. You just take a snapshot of people just to let them know it's not going to be me. Right. Okay. Right. Find somebody else. Absolutely. I'm paying attention to what I'm doing.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you, you carry yourself, I should say, with a swagger, but with the with degree of confidence that says, you're going to pick somebody, but don't pick me. Yeah, it is.
0: And it's not, it, it, like you said, It's you have to carry yourself confidently. Yeah. Those are not targets. Yeah. They do not want people that are confident in what they are doing. Right. So let's go back to uh, kind of what
1: I was saying. I looked at quite a while ago is. You guys are just teaching CPL classes. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. It may be some honor safe, which he is. This is so much more than that. It I mean, is. But let's talk about maybe one of your more popular classes. Which one is that? Is, I assume that's uh, concealed pistol license
0: CPL, okay, it is. And the reason it is is because that is what's required by the state. CPL classes, we go above and beyond what the state requires. Believe it or not, the state only requires 30 rounds. Wow. That's it. That's it? That's it, 30 rounds. We do 100. Sometimes more.
1: Wow! We well, well, if you look at hundred, you're well over, you know, three hundred percent increase.
0: Yeah. It, you know? So we do we do sometimes over a hundred if we have time. Yeah. But they only require thirty rounds, and that's it. Well, that's not enough. About how many we'll call it, hours of classroom
1: range? Does that does the state require?
0: Um, well, they require five hours of classroom mm-hmm. and three hours of range instruction. That's it. It does. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to be on the range for those three hours, but it could be. Safety briefings yes. before you get on the range. Yes. And uh, 90 minutes of that is law. Okay. And our law, and I'm going to I'm gonna brag it up because it's above and beyond. We yes. Mike Casper, um, who, who is the president of Ghost Rider Defense, has gone to a lot of training. Uh, Masad Ayyub, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a police officer. Took his of training, a, buddy. Oh, he's awesome. MAG-40. It's, um, it's the best.
1: It's a weapons retention. Okay. He took it up Central Lake. Oh, nice. To okay. To yeah, we'll have about talk. He's off, an intelligent off. guy. Oh my very gosh. smart guy. We only had seven in the class. I was the only one from the United States. Oh, really didn't know that going in, but at the end, and I was you know young and probably I, I got to say I was in pretty darn good shape, and I right. thought it was. And I was our range instructor, and you know I was pushing the limit with our with our stuff at work, trying to get guys to step their game up. Right. Just hey, we live in a different society today. And so when I walked away from that class. My hands were just like mush right but I, I just walked away with my you know my eyes wide open, my jaw dropped and you know I remember leaving there and uh, I, I walked up to him I wanted to give him a hug, but you could tell well, he wasn't no, guy it's not gonna happen <laughs> no. yeah. because I felt emotional that he gave me a bunch of tools and I'm gonna go back to my department yeah. and share and it And, share it. and yeah. we did. you know he just said, Gary, stick to what I did. Right. Keep, keep it simple. Keep this relevant. You. And, the, yeah. and also,
0: uh, Mike Casper has gone to the Andrew Bronca um, School of Self Defense. Okay, which is all law. Okay, yeah. so he is probably the highest trained person on the staff. He does, and he does everything. He does all of our computer work. He does all of our our law portion mm-hmm. of the class, and he's very very thorough. Nice. So we've got that as a as a tool in our toolbox. And like I said, as well as the other instructors we have, yeah. they all bring something to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys got some big shooters.
1: We do. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, not a, a literal sense, but right. obviously that do. But uh, when you m- mentioned Masada, you, I remember a training. I call it class, but it was, you know, it was much bigger than that. We we were in the uh, All Points Sheraton on Tittabawassee, which may be named, renamed now, may be a different owner. But they opened up all the doors. There was over 300 police in there from all over the state, outside of the state of Michigan. Masada,
0: he brought the people. Yeah.
1: And, you know, he's not a very
0: big guy. He's not a very big guy. He's been used as an expert witness in some really big cases. Yes, he has. Mm
1: -hmm. That was the deal. That was the deal right there, is what we took away from that class was all classroom, all day. Mm -hmm. But it was... To bring back the information, take it to our department, rewrite some of our department policy sure. procedures, take it to the prosecutor's office and say, hey, it was the old, uh, the, the uh, thing, it was, uh, what, 15 feet threat? threat. So there was a, per, uh, a law enforcement officer that was convicted, and then they overturned it because he pulled his weapon and shot some shot an assailant that that pulled a knife and started running at him full bore. Sure. And the person had had training the assailant to kill with knives. Uh-huh. And he shot him at 15 feet, and he got convicted because he, they said that the threat had, hadn't become imminent yet.
0: Well, and Masada, yeah. you
1: was called in, and, and, and he basically took, with the permission from the judge, and went to a warehouse and, and mapped out uh, 10, 15, and 20 feet or something like that Mm-hmm. And prove to the jurors. Sure, and the defense attorney this end up getting overturned. is yeah. What I'm saying well, later that's on. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was a matter of total understanding yeah. of how right. these things are, not not just a you know reading something
0: on fa- Facebook and say yeah that's the way. One of the drills we do in our class is the Tuler drill. I, I don't know if you remember that with law enforcement. It's 21. They call it 21 foot rule, but it's not really a rule. It's kind of just like a drill to show uh, students how fast somebody can be on you oh, yeah. within 21 feet, yeah. and especially somebody on meth or some yeah. drugs or even alcohol—they they they run faster. You know, they can take you up quick before you even be able to draw your yeah. gun. So
1: they have it in their mind that they're gonna they're gonna live through this. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they don't, but uh, that's in their mind, and that's what we got to walk away with training that you guys are all doing for all of us here. And back to back to this. Um, training with this CPL. So people walk away from that. I think this is kind of, is this a lot of times what we'd almost assume like their core training. It all starts, seems to want to start there and then people show interest in other categories of training that you guys offer. It is.
0: And the classes that we really like to do are what we call advanced pistol. Okay. And what advanced pistol is, is it's basically all range time. Yeah. You you, you don't get a, a certi- certificate or you don't get any special privileges from the state. Right. But we really think that it's the class that you should be taking Yeah. for CPL because it's all about holster drawing, mm-hmm. shooting on the move, and doing a lot of the things that they don't teach in the CPL class that we're not required to teach. Right. So we do a, a couple of those a year. Yep. They're getting more popular. We only like to take about 8 or 10 students with those because we have to really concentrate on what's going on. Yeah, it's advanced. And, uh, yeah, we have 10 shooters. We, we run relays of 5, and we have, you know, 5 students, you know, shooting and moving at the same time. Wow. We really have to pay attention to what's going on. Oh, so, you betcha. And yeah. safety is always first. We, we run through safety briefings. We've never had a problem. Everybody gets it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, you know, it's about habit.
1: Let's move from... The firearm side of things, a little bit to that hand-to-hand training. do hand, I want to call it combat. It might be defensive, uh, defensive training. Mm-hmm. You know, my old days of taking at to college. I remember when uh, you know, we had a couple of troopers. Uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, they're probably I know uh, Detective Sergeant Harkin, who you know is retired from state police. Uh, yeah, he came into the class, and I thought nicest guy in the world. You know, if you really wanted to pay attention, you you walked out of there with a huge amount of information. But it was like scratching the surface. It was like having your learner's permit uh-huh. to drive a car when you're 15. In that line of work, you got to advance yourself. So, but I'm looking at this thing though as differently than that. Even though you guys are military and law enforcement, but I'm thinking, how about the how about the average family that sends. Little Susie, little Bobby off to college. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's three or four of them that are sharing an apartment. My daughter went on to college. She had eight people in a house. They rented. You know, everybody sees things differently, but that would be the type of training I'd want to put my kids through. Absolutely. It's something like that.
0: Absolutely. See, campuses and dorms are very dangerous. Yes, they are. And I don't want to scare anybody, but they're stalking grounds. Okay? Yes, they are. And the reason is is because the the university or the college that is don't want the parents to know. Yeah. That hey, this is what happened last school year. Right. So a lot of the things that happened on bad, the campus, bad PR, <laughs> stay with the campus police. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because they have they have those the, 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 that ability to keep that internal. Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have a, a
1: small village or a city of say five or ten or fifteen thousand people that came from all facets of the of life of the country of the state, Absolutely. other countries, the world, yeah. all yeah. these cultures. Mm-hmm. And they're all supposed to be getting along and, and kumbaya. It's very difficult, and it can be very dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. So we
0: teach the safe class. You know, that's that's geared towards, um, you know, you, you have your family take it with you, yep. and that's where my Maga comes in. So, yes. Because you can't really have firearms on campus. Right. So you need to use those empty-handed skills or yeah, edged exactly. weapons. We don't teach any edged weapons classes yet. Yep. But we've been, we've been really thinking about it because, you know, an edged weapon is a, a very good Oh a yeah. tool to
1: have. Well my grandpa. I remember one time uh we're out of his garden and checking for watermelons and, and I went to pick it, I was gonna twist it. Young man, where's your pocket knife? Well, I mean grandpa wasn't a hand to hand combat. Well maybe he was probably in the military, but but I know what he meant. Right. And he, he said, You always gotta carry a
0: pocket knife yes. with you. And I do, I have it in my pocket today. I mean if, if you look at any of our instructors they're carrying it the a pocket. Yeah, absolutely. You can see yeah. you can see the clip right on their pocket. Yeah. So But the edged weapons are, are really good to have um you know, and we always joke around all the instructors that we actually would rather be probably shot than stabbed with a knife. Yes, because you bleed, you bleed a lot faster with a Yes, knife. you do. So,
1: yeah. I would think Masada probably has some sort of knowledge in the Edge Web. Masari. I would have to say
0: so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I've watched a lot of his YouTube videos. Oh, so,
1: my gosh. Yeah. It, that training up to Central Lake was... Uh, we, we, he he's not it. cheap, though. <laughs> no, he's not. No. He <laughs> was buddies with, and probably still is, I don't know, with the uh, Second Chance owner at the time, the Vest. Oh, okay and then we it was at that particular location they call it a compound and we drove through we passed one range after the next coming in and we were at a, a kind of a, a remote setting we had a range and had a pavilion with restrooms and oh yeah a little kitchen at it I mean nice oh yeah it was he said they wanted us to bring a thousand rounds and I never shot one because uh, I mean we were 10 11 hour days going over you know weapon retention right right you know yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You guys rolled in some, uh, some I will call them high rollers, not big shooters, but high well, rollers. Well,
0: with Mike, we have. We couldn't afford to send every instructor there because those classes are very expensive. Yeah, absolutely, uh, they are. So, you know, and, and Mike was willing to do it. You know, I'd have to say he's the, the, probably the lead instructor. He is the lead instructor for yeah. for Ghost Rider, you know, for good reason. He's yeah. very good at what he does. Um, he, he teaches the law portion per, to the T, with very few questions afterwards because he, he presents it so well that they they just get it
1: nice you know so it's yeah. uh,
0: we were you know lucky to lucky to have have him start this whole thing yeah and so ratchet back a little bit
1: you mentioned the first aid or the CPR thing too
0: yeah we do a class called it's through the USCCA United yeah. States Concealed Carry Association which is where all of our classes are through except for our safe class and our advanced class. Okay. It's called Emergency First Aid. We, we do that uh, class. We've only done it a few times, but it's a very, everybody should know first aid. Yes, indeed. And we always tell our students that, too. Whether it's through us or through, we don't care who you, who you learn it through,
1: yeah. but learn
0: first aid. Yes. Most deaths and accidents happen from the, lo- the loss of blood. Yeah. If you can stop the blood loss, you're yep. saving your life or yep. somebody else's life. Absolutely. And you would want, we always tell them, you would want, somebody out there on the street to save your kids life yes it's you have to know these things yeah um, if you're going to carry a, a firearm you really need to know yeah. these things. We, we always tell people a tourniquet is very small you don't need to you know you don't need a uh, an extra bag for it they're, no. they're they're small yeah and they can save your life and somebody else's mm-hmm. life and we, we go through tourniquet training all different kinds of tourniquets the sWAT stretch uh, wrap and tuck mm-hmm. it's kind of like the new age thing and yeah. it's just a, a like a rubber mm-hmm and then the soft tee tourniquet, yeah. That we we teach. Yeah. And,
1: you know, you know what I do for my kind of my nine to five after I try from law enforcement is the outfitting and guiding. That's what we do. Is we require CPR uh-huh. and first aid. Sure, for all of our guides that help us. And Absolutely. You know, those guys are you know pretty part time for us pretty much. And mm-hmm. so he's got to get uh, recertified in first aid and CPR. So I you know line him up. my wife teaches that through McLaren. Uh-huh. It's funny because she's. She teaches that class, but it's set up for people with daycare. Right. So a lot of daycare people will send four or five people. There will be 30 gals in a class. Right. And she makes him, she'll make the guys from that I send sit right up front. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. They kind of pick on them. Right. You know,
0: and that that craft, I guess you'd call it, is always changing, too. Yes, it is. You know, like now it's all hands-on. We teach, uh, we have a a dummy and everything. We teach, you know, all the hands-on training, and the dummy has a little... uh, a little crack in his chest Yeah, and if you're not doing it right it won't crack that's right so you know the staying alive the whole oh, song yeah. you sing it while you're doing it yeah yeah. we do all that in you know I just think it's a really important class I wish more people would take it do not have to take it through us but take it take it um, take yeah. it anywhere red yeah. cross it doesn't matter it's, it's extremely important you know and I, I carry a tourniquet in the door of my truck, because yep. I don't know, if, if I get into an accident, I need to reach down and tourniquet myself, That's right, you know, or somebody else that's yep. involved in an Come accident. Come upon on so. a
1: scene of an accident? Yeah. Yeah. As a first responder. How, I mean,
0: wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want if, if one of your kids or family members got into an accident, a, a, a basically somebody driving by yeah. to be able to stop the bleeding? Yeah. And I think, believe, we all kind of owe that to each other to, yeah, to, to look after each other. So. Imagine
1: every class that you teach on the emergency first aid CPR and whether you put five people through it or 20 people, right. that's five or 20 more out on the street that have that level of training. Right, exactly. Each time. Each exactly. time right. out there. It's are the, in a, in so a one tourn- of those people are going
0: to roll up on an accident. Yeah, server. it's going to happen. A, maybe at the workplace. Maybe the boss doesn't require it, but that person has it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, tourniquets, they're not expensive. You no. can get a good one for 30 40 a really nice one for 50 bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know. We, we really stress them. Every one of our instructors have a tourniquet on their belt on the range. Yep, absolutely. So, and that yeah. kind of puts the students at ease too, and they kind of understand, hey, this that's not very big, and you know that does make sense. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're we're not uh, trained to uh, meet the obligations of any and all situations that ever happen on planet Earth. Right, we might as well mitigate or minimize the odds of coming up on something that kind of left flat footed, because there's sometimes there's just not much you can do too many times people that hear stories boy
0: wish i had wish i had know. a cpo just stop the bleed basically yeah. is what it comes down yeah. to yeah, absolutely well, the other yeah. things you can't do much about
1: no uh-huh.
0: you know you're not trained to do it you're not a doctor right but stop the bleed anybody can do that. anybody can do that yeah. and that's where like i said that's yeah. where most people you know that's where the fatality comes is from you know oh, rapid yeah. blood loss so yeah
1: yeah absolutely a little story i have to kind of tell it because it's kind of relative to what you guys do Is. uh of course, it was on my old job, a gentleman that I used to work with. He's no longer with the department. He actually passed away in a, in a tragic hunting accident back in the late 90s. But uh, him and I did the co-duties of the uh, range instruction, firearms instruction, which entailed you know, weapon retention, et cetera, shotgun advanced shotgun, etc. So we would get together at our quarterly uh, mandatory shoots, mandatory qualifications for shotguns. It was every other for pistol. And we would decide who's going to uh, oversee which type of training. And we kind of rotated that through. So if I did A and he did B, the next time he did just okay. the opposite. So we keep our own skills up. And we kind of ratcheted things up. And uh, you know we were kind of happy about the reception that we had from the guys at work. And uh, that day, the only guy out out uh, covering thirty six square miles, and uh, uh, he got approached by a guy with a knife. And had Tim not had the training the advanced training that he had is he wouldn't have survived that incident but uh, um, you know he saved his own life is what ended up happening and you know he afterwards after you know it was about a month afterwards he took him you know about a month off and uh, which you know well deserved and and him and I were just kind of debriefing as we might say and he said there's no reason why we can't get some of this training out to the public. This was way before CPL. So, I mean, he was saying Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing today. Sure. And it's absolutely true. It might not be for everybody. might not be for everybody. I don't want the person carrying a concealed pistol that is deathly afraid of guns. Right. That's not going to be smart with it. Right. But it would be nice if they're among 10 people, and there's 8 out of 10 that would be comfortable and very trainable mm-hmm.
0: because those eight people can save the two even sure that aren't carrying yeah and we and what we do is we don't pass everybody not everybody gets a certificate That's right we what we do is is if we don't think that this is for them we'll tell them that yeah and and we'll offer them more training yeah and, and we'll do it you know we, we don't even charge for it we'll say hey meet me every wednesday at the range wow. and we'll do some training with you and we'll you know some of the instructors will rotate That's or, or it'll just be me or mike or somebody mm-hmm. and and we'll do that that extra training to to make sure that you know maybe maybe I can do this they might think yeah. we've had some that just you know they're like I don't want to do this yeah and the last person you want on the street with a gun is a person that yeah. don't want to do it
1: i like when somebody's honest like that and they're honest with themselves and of course share their honesty with you all Mm-hmm. And uh, they've come to the grips that hey, it's not for them. Yep. their comfort level is not exactly at that point. Yep. But you know, they're helping us, right? They're helping themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But on the other,
0: but on the other end of the spectrum, we've had students that are terrified and, and literally shedding tears because they're so scared of the firearm. And the other students will encourage them. The instructors will encourage them. And by the end of the class. They're moving and shooting, and wow. they got a big smile on their face. Oh, that's beautiful. You can look at some of our, our Facebook reviews yes. on, our, on our Facebook page. There's a couple people on there that said, I didn't think I could do this, and, and they took me under their wing, and, and the whole class was behind me, and, and it's just good to see. That because the, nice. you got to remember, the students don't want that person on the street either. That's right. Unless they know what they're doing. Absolutely. So, so we try to get everybody involved in that. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really important.
1: We've talked about some firearms training some hands-on training you guys might be looking at you know some other type of training with edged uh, weapons weapons we'd like to yes yeah, that's so boy this is kind of neat because you know it's obvious to me that you guys are looking at all aspects kind of flowing with what's what the requests what the demands are what what the needs based are
0: mm-hmm. um, how do people get a hold of you for this um, we have a website, www.ghostriderdefense.com. We're also a holster maker. Mike has per, uh, bought out a holster company that was out of uh, St. Charles.
1: Yeah. Uh, I,
0: who used to make all my holsters. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. wanted to get out of the business. Yep. Um, I, I believe he moved somewhere else. But So we purchased the, the, all the stuff for the holster, all the materials and yep. the, the, everything you need. Mike is the one that does all the holsters. Well, um, with all the variety of handguns. Which is cool.
1: Yeah. People are finding a handgun that fits their their hand size and their situation and what's going to be best for them. Then the next thing is they need something to secure it with. They, they need, need the holster. holster. And we
0: use Kydex. I love Kydex because when you're reholstering, it gives you that nice little snap feeling in your hand yep. to know that that's not coming back out unless you take Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. But um, we, we have uh, we have a shop on the website. Uh, wow. Once again, it's uh, ghostriderdefense.com. We also have a Facebook page, Ghost Rider Defense. post all of our classes on there uh, as well as the website. So.
1: Do you guys have a phone number? And If so... Or would you rather somebody go through the website? Most
0: of it is go- Most of it goes through the website okay. through the email. Oh, perfect. Because because yeah. we, we all work during the day. Yep. And, and a lot of it's either the the what do you call it the uh, messenger. Yep. On Facebook, uh, our phone numbers are on the website. Oh, perfect. But, we, but yeah. we do like the email. You know, and after hours we can give you a call. Yeah. You know, we we don't do this for a
1: living. Anything. Talk about that we haven't. I'm looking. You know, kind of seeing that we probably are going to wrap things up
0: a little bit. No, I, mean, I, I talk about this for hours. I know you wouldn't, right? Too, so. Yeah, and we do all the time. Yeah. We're, we're looking at so many different things now. Derek Coltis is our Krav Maga instructor down mm-hmm. down by the Flint area, and he comes up here and he does the training for us. He's also a CPL instructor too. Nice, but he's got his own thing going down there, and he's doing yep. very well with it. Um, we're not trained to do Krav Maga, so we have to hire somebody to do it. So we're working a new class. We call it. We're going to call it Level Two Advanced Pistol Level Two where you're actually using empty handed skills mm-hmm. and then getting to your firearm okay. to, to be able to engage a target. And that, and that's going to be physical contact. Right. Not with me, with Derek <laughs> yeah. or Mike, cause it's not going to be me. Yeah. Um, you do the physical contact with them and you, you mm-hmm. try to evade the situation and then you draw your firearm. We're working on that stuff too. Like I said, a lot of the training we designed ourselves. Yes. So the USCCA side of it is the best training out there. Wow.
1: So, you know, I'll role play a little bit. Um, I don't, but we'll say I own a a home health agency, and I employ mainly gals, but guys too. Uh, and maybe it's a, as an example here, sure. And I've got uh, you know, I see a dozen of my personnel, nine or ten of them are out by themselves, get their vehicle, and they drive from house to house. Sometimes their GPS on their phone takes them to the wrong address. We know sometimes that's all it takes. Right, is is uh, a bad luck situation. Yeah. Would that be a good fit if I was in that? Situation where I had some employees, and I was willing to pay for that for the for some training to take on my employees. Oh,
0: absolutely! We've had we I'm not going to mention who they are, but we've right. had bars and taverns in, oh, in, in wow. Mid Michigan that nice. have that have taken the safe class so their um, bartenders can yeah. uh, learn Krav Maga because if there's a bar fight or somebody attacks a bartender, yeah, times they they. Don't really have much defense, so right. you can hit the button. But how long is it going to be before that takes? You know, that takes care of itself. So we've had uh, we've had quite a few um, uh, bartenders and waitstaff yes. that have uh, that have gone through the safe class just nice. for that reason. It's it's one of those things where it's just another tool.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say it's just an additional way to uh, be able to enjoy your job a little bit Absolutely, more. Absolutely, yes. You're, it's one less thing you have to. Uh, yes, you have and a you level don't level of confidence, or you know, you, you feel you feel like. Uh, you're going to control the situation a lot better, and for
0: the safety of your of your patrons too. Yes, yeah. and like you mentioned, home health care, and that's a really good that's a really good example. And we we, we think about that too. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we we get um, real estate agents. Oh, because they big are time. alone uh, yes. in, in a house with somebody. Yeah, and um, a lot of them don't know how to defend themselves. Yeah, absolutely. We've so some
1: stories on that.
0: Yes, yeah, so there's been a lot of bad stories on yeah, that. Yeah, there so, has been. So we've had those. And well, if it, I
1: if I had a real estate agency, I would. I would guarantee I'd offer to pay that yep. for them, and host the event, or you know, you guys host the event. But to say, hey, we're going to take some time out of our busy
0: schedule, we're going to do this. Yep. And, and believe it or not, we've had with CPL classes, we've had a lot of school teachers. Yes,
1: absolutely. They want to learn. Yes, they want to know what's going on, despite what we are hearing and seeing sometimes on social media. Boy, that's that's very common. You know, they they don't want you know they well keep that to yourself, Gary. You know, okay. and I do, but. Uh, they want the knowledge. They do want the knowledge. You know, yes. they're teaching. They they're teaching to, uh, you know, their students become a you know a better productive person in society. Well, hey, you know, so they're they're wanting to learn sure.
0: this additional skill set as well. Absolutely, to, to be able to protect those kids and themselves. That's very true. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to mention too is we we give a lot. We give steep discounts to um, law enforcement, first responders, uh, veterans, active duty military. And their families. Wow! Nice. So if they, you know, they tell us that yep. you know they're they're part of that category, mm-hmm. yeah. then we give steep discounts because uh, Ghost Rider Defense is one thousand percent pro law enforcement. Yes, indeed. In fact, we get a lot of our uh, training materials from law enforcement yes. through the USCCA. You know, a lot of the USCCA trainers were law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we're pro law enforcement big yeah. time.
1: In that category, guys and gals love to share because it's all about. Uh, helping each other sure you know in that mm-hmm. through that process and the other thing too before we kind of close here is you talked about earlier about the uh, churches and places of worship and other places meeting places min- municipal uh, transitional yes yeah now i remember probably been about 3 or 4 years ago a church that my wife and i used to go to they were wanting to be very proactive and we had a security meeting uh, about once a month for about six months, hashing out ways that we could become a safer place or an institution mm-hmm. for, for worship. And we realized we just weren't. So they kind of looked at me and another guy because of our law enforcement background. And I really, I, I kind of stepped up out of my shell and I said, you know what, fellas, and we had one gal, I think in there, but I said, you really need to contact someone from the security side of things. I mean, Yeah, in my old job, I mean, I you know, but I was in a patrol car. I wasn't certain security in a building. Plus, I didn't train individual members of, you know, of our community. We were training each other in a different aspect, in a different mindset. And I think that's what they did. And the security company, similar to you guys, came in on the law, helped them develop new policy and procedure. And he did an evaluation, came to a couple of worship services, didn't tell us, but told us later on they came right. to see for themselves where our weak spots Yeah, yeah exactly. We've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it worked out so good. So I'm looking at this with you guys. This would be a huge asset mm-hmm. for, yeah, churches and places of worship, but a lot of places, you know you're that workplace that you have that monthly meeting and people are coming and going, and sure. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe it's a, uh, I mean, even hospitals. Oh, absolutely. You know, or, yes. you know, or, or off-site places where they have, you know, 30, 30 employees or 20 employees and they got three doors unlocked. This is, you know, it just needs to be managed a lot right. better. They need to reach out to the experts. And, boy, right. that's where you guys could and really we'll, help us. You people. know, the thing about it, when
0: we we'll go into a church, and people don't think about this, or they might, when we go into a church... And we do we do a class. We ask if the the pastor or the the, mm-hmm. the official that's uh, yeah. officiating the, the church are, are they carrying? That is the yep. most important person that you can have. Yes, indeed. With a firearm, because they are facing everybody. That's right. They Everybody else it. has got their back they got a different perspective they don't do they? have a different perspective, and they are going to be the first yeah. responder we try to get them trained uh, we yeah. try to get them a CPL and it usually works out very well oh, and we nice. give them a little bit of advanced training too and nice. things like that so that that's probably you know besides you know ushers or or just people sitting in the pews that are regular parishioners yeah. that they allowed yeah. that, that are part of the security team. Yep. Nobody knows it. Yep. The pastor or the official, the uh, the, uh, the person officiating, yep. this, the the church is probably the most important. Yeah, absolutely. And we try to get that into their mind, that you you need to get this person yeah. trained. Yes. So and they and we haven't had one yet that that disagreed with that. So
1: we had a we had an open meeting kind of a, a town hall meeting after the conclusion of all these meetings that lasted for about five six months retired law enforcement we had uh, at least a handful of them if not more and he stood up and right away and he, he and he addressed the congregation and we had a packed house that day which you know sometimes people just don't like coming to a church meeting but uh, yeah, that was a hot topic and he says I don't carry I'm I have my permit to carry but I don't carry when I'm at church and you know everybody well what do you mean you don't carry and he said well It's because we haven't had the training from a security company. And people say, well, what's the deal? I mean, you could still help us out. Yeah, you all know who your retired law enforcement people are because we've been in this community for a long time. This church has been my home. I was married here, and my kids were confirmed, and all of a sudden we have an assailant come in or some bad situation, and everybody's going to say, hey, Joe. Right. And then, of course, now we've identified the the friendly guy with a gun who's probably now going to be... The target of the assailant. Yes. And so it's all disclosed. And everybody's like, wow, well, what do we do? You need training. Yes. And then, then I'm willing to not share with you whether I am or am not packing or carrying, as right. we say. But then I'm be more willing to be all hands-on this thing and be a part of, like you said, the security team. Mm-hmm. And it made perfect sense at that time. I mean, it just crystallized you yes. know, what needed to happen next.
0: Yes. Very popular, the church security teams. But still, one of the epistle-free zones is a church. Yes, indeed. So you have to have approval from yep. the board or the, the official in charge of the church yep. to do it. Yep. Uh, not everybody can carry a gun in the no. church. And you wouldn't want that either, especially if something happened. Yeah. When we train CPL, we don't train people to, to save everybody's life in a church. No. Okay? Uh-huh. So what we train them is this is the the, the last resort, yeah, um, for you or your family. Yeah, being in a congregation full of people is totally different. Oh man, totally different. And you know the guy in Texas, he pulled off a miraculous shot. I hey, have to say did. some of it was luck too because that was forty feet away. Yeah, it was but with a pistol. That's a pretty long shot.
1: That's yeah, that's beyond usually the accuracy, uh, you know, zone.
0: It's it's beyond the, the accuracy beyond. zone, and he made a headshot. The reason he made a headshot, looking at the videos, because there were people in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always going to be people in the way when it comes when it comes time to to uh, something like that. So we,
1: I don't know the circumstance. I don't want any of us really do if it's been fully disclosed yet. But that was the first thing that I thought is I thought this guy was so confident that he could have pulled that shot, thus he did, or he would not have pulled his yes. gun because the first thing he thought was too many. You know, you're going to have some friendly fire right. going on, right. and, and we don't need that. Yeah, but he he probably had a high level of training. Does I high level training, training. and high level. Con- and he was proactive confidence.
0: too. He, if you listen to his story, he watched the guy since he came through the door. He, oh. w- he was wearing a fake beard and a fake mustache, <laughs> and he knew. And he was wearing a long coat, so he kind of knew something was up. Yeah. And he tailed him the whole time. Nice. And he kept his eye on him. and kept wow. his eye on him. And that's where it all starts. Is at that door. Yeah. Watch that door. These, you, you know, a church should have somebody at that door. Yes. And paying attention to what's going yeah. on. So wow, wow. outstanding.
1: Wait. We're at. Uh, I'm looking at the time clock. We're a little bit over, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty cool about going over when we talk about a topic. This so oh yeah, much fun. I know,
0: love but, it. But uh, hey, let's
1: wrap this up. Let's say this kind of uh, how do people get a hold of you? Oh,
0: once again, it's uh, triple w uh, or on Facebook uh, Ghost Rider Defense. And uh, keep in mind too, we also have two FFLs. We sell firearms too. Wow, we oh, don't why. St- we don't stock a lot of firearms. Uh, very few. But we can pretty much get whatever you need. So yeah. we have a FFL in Sanford that's under Ghost Rider Defense, and we also have a FFL in Cowan that's under Young Guns Tactics.
1: You guys are, you know, on the front lines uh, of training. You see what weapons, or we'll say pistols, are more geared towards certain individuals, and that's a neat uh, consult that people can use when approaching you all, and you can steer them, you know, to that, you know, one or two or three they should look at instead of looking at something that's pretty. That is true. Something that's because like, the gun,
0: because the gun is pink doesn't mean it's going to be <laughs> very good for you. And we've run into that a lot of times with yeah. with students and, and they hate the gun. Yeah. We always tell them don't buy one until after the class. Nice. And we cool. will never ever sell a gun at either FFL because it's a a higher a dollar gun yeah. where we're going to make the most money on it. Yeah. We sell guns to people because it fits them. Yes. Or there, oh, are, there so are a lot important. of gun shops that. That, you know, the, the profit margin is a lot bigger on certain guns. Yes, we will never do that because we want you to be confident in the gun, we don't want you to have a gun you hate. You know, there's a lot of gimmicks out there and a little novelty things. We always tell people just stick with the basics a gun that you can pull out of the holster, and pull the trigger, yeah. and it works. Yes, indeed. Okay, all the bells and whistles, the lasers, yeah. the lights you don't have time for that. So no, it, they're no, cool. No. I have some, they're cool, yeah. they're fun to play with. But that's what we do. We, yeah. we, we do the training, we also sell the guns, and we're a holster maker too. Yeah. So nice, well, Doug. Thanks, thanks, Gary. Man. I thanks,
1: appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks for opening up the door to your house. And yeah. hey, now I'm looking forward to a, like a pizza buffet, right? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. All or a right. beer. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. All, All thanks. right, thanks. Yep. Thanks again. Thanks. This week's episode is brought to you by Custom Made Turkey Calls by Wild Game Dynasty's Crooked Creek. Check them out online at www. WildGameDynasty.com Hey, thanks folks for dialing into podcast episode number 52. I I think you're going to agree. I mean, I, I can't imagine why not, but uh, uh, this week's podcast was extra special for me because it dials me back into my old, my old days, my old career of law enforcement and how important it was to train, train, train to keep ourselves... Uh, healthy out there to keep us uh, alive and not only that but our our main goal was to uh, protect the people and and that's what it's really all about and this podcast really centers on how we can energize ourselves empower ourselves to do the same thing but uh, not rely on somebody else necessarily because society as we know has changed a lot until next time